Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. On the first Sunday of Lent, the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness in order to fast and do combat with the devil for 40 days. This gospel lesson appointed for the beginning of our 40 days of Lent gives us a good indication of one of the major themes of this season, and not of this season only, but really of our whole life, which is a 40-year fast in the desert until we are delivered into the eternal eschaton and kingdom of God. How many of us really understand that we are in a serious warfare? We have an enemy who's seeking to destroy us. And we've been commissioned as soldiers in this fight. Now this is not a volunteer situation. This is a mandatory draft. You know, you didn't ask to be born, and maybe you didn't sign up for this fight, but here it is, and there's no escaping it. You can wish it away, you can pretend like it doesn't exist, you can get resentful about it, but that's not going to take away the battle or the threat. All that's going to do is compromise your ability to overcome. The alternative to cowardice is to be in the Spirit And to follow Jesus into the desert and to fast with him and to face the battle with the devil. Jesus came with courage for this very purpose. And he sends you out for this very purpose. To destroy the works of the devil. Now if you are a disciple of Jesus, that means you're supposed to follow him. That's what a disciple does. And that doesn't mean you just walk around in his shadow. It means that you imitate him. It means that you do what he did. And you do it the way that he did it. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And one of the things that he did, in fact the very thing he came to do, was to destroy the devil's works. When Jesus is ready to begin his public ministry, he's baptized and the spirit descends upon him. And the very first thing he does is goes out by the Spirit into the wilderness to fast and confront the devil. It's clear that at the very center of Christ's saving work is his confrontation with the demonic and evil forces. And as followers of Jesus, walking in his footsteps, imitating him, this will be central to our life as well. The disciple is not greater than the master. If you pay attention, you know how often this comes up in our prayers. It's in almost every prayer we've said all day, the long track from Psalm 90 that we just heard before the gospel. It's in the Lord's Prayer. It's in our baptismal prayers. It's in the divine office. It's in all the proffers of the Mass. Again and again and again. Every single collect we pray in Matins this morning. Every single one cried out to God for defense and protection to help us against our enemy, our adversaries, our foe. 
The devil goes about seeking whom he may devour. Now normally these prayers that we pray are asking for protection. That God would defend us from our adversaries. Except as I noticed in our track this morning from Psalm 90. He talks also about how we will go and tread upon the serpent. Christ says this in the gospel as well. But a few weeks ago, we served Mass for St. Matthias, and I was struck, actually, by the antiphon on the Magnificat that night, which says, Be ye valiant in warfare, and contend ye with the old serpent, and ye shall receive an eternal kingdom. Alleluia. This is not a prayer of protection while you're huddling in your closet under the covers behind a locked door. No. This is an admonition to be courageous as one who fights the good fight under the banner of our monarch. It's a bold commission. It's a bold prayer. It sort of shocked me when I heard it in such a way. To go forth into warfare, into battle. And he says, do battle with the serpent. <laughs> be ye valiant in warfare. Contend ye with the old serpent. And if you do not shrink back, you will receive the kingdom. When I heard that, the tone of it is what struck me. And I thought of our gospel for today. When Jesus came among us, when he got right down to business, when Jesus got down to business, you know, he wasn't just out holding babies and teaching and feeding hungry people and he just happened along the devil along the way by chance. No, when he got down to business, he went out and met the devil purposefully in the spirit and confronted him. He was led by the spirit into that demonic wasteland of the desert on an offensive maneuver to fast and confront the devil. Now, before you get too uncomfortable and protest in your minds thinking, are we really supposed to be out looking for a fight with the devil? If you're conjuring up images of the exorcist and <laughs> hearing what I'm saying, then no, that is not what you are to be doing. Not that that is unreal, by the way. I have encountered such things. But most of our encounter will not be of that nature, thank God. And it shouldn't be, hopefully. But rest assured... When you agreed to follow Jesus, you agreed to enter this battle. When you became a follower of Jesus, you signed up for Lent. And that's what Lent is all about. When you check that little box in your Lenten praxis plan, you know those little boxes? When you check those little boxes in your plan, when you said, I will fast, I will pray, I will deal with my besetting sins over the next 40 days, you picked a fight. That's what you did. You picked a fight. And whatever this confrontation may mean, we must not remove the demonic element from this discussion just because we're enlightened and sophisticated now. Okay. Be patient for just a moment because there is a right and a wrong way to understand most things. But let's, let's let the scriptures speak to us on their own terms from this gospel lesson today. Jesus came to destroy the devil's work, and the first thing he did was go out in the spirit and confront the devil. And we too are told to be valiant and go out in this warfare and to contend 
with the old serpent. Now, Jesus didn't contend with the devil for his own sake, and this is important. Jesus had nothing to gain for himself by coming down here and subjecting himself to temptation. He was in no danger. He was not fighting for his life. He lacked nothing. He did this not for himself. He did this for us. He is God, and he is unassailable, and he cannot fall. He went out and he destroyed the devil for us, for our salvation, for our benefit alone. Now our situation and our struggle and fight is a little bit different. We are under a real threat and we do fight for ourselves. That we know. But perhaps we have not thought much about how when we fight the good fight of faith in imitation of Jesus, we are fighting for others as well. This struggle, this fight that we are in, it is not just for our own salvation. This is a collective, a corporate battle. We're in this together. Our victories and our losses are shared, and they impact all of us. We entered this Lenten struggle corporately on Ash Wednesday, and we were all armed, and we were all sent into battle as a battalion. And that's how we should be thinking about this fight we're in. It's also very important that we say something about the nature of the fight, the tactics of our enemy, and the objectives of the battle. In other words, what just does it mean to go out and face the devil in the wilderness? And what constitutes a win? We must be absolutely clear about this because this is the very place we can be tripped up by this language about demonic warfare and fighting. When we confront the devil, our fight is really a fight against sin. Our fight is against the failure to love. It's against pride and self-centeredness, unbelief, anger, and oppression, passions. We don't fight with sticks and swords. When you purpose to overcome the bodily passions through abstinence, as you will hear again and again in these prayers during Lent, you're in a tussle with the demonic. What was Jesus' ultimate weapon when he got to the red-hot center of the battle with the devil in his life? Let's say his campaign began today when he first confronted the devil in the desert. Where did that fight culminate? It culminated in his passion, right? So when Jesus was at the very apex of his battle, his fight, at that device, decisive moment, what did he do? What was his winning maneuver which dealt the fatal blow? Well, he opened not his mouth. That was our great warrior's winning maneuver in his battle with the devil. He opened not his mouth. He said nothing. He displayed the power of meekness. Because of his great love and his trust in his heavenly Father, this was his finest hour, the greatest display of his power. His skill as a warrior was to remain silent in that moment. In utter humility and meekness was his power displayed. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is dumb, 
So he opened not his mouth. He did not answer or defend himself before Pilate, and he was handed over and crucified. Well, that's, that's the nature of this warfare. That's what this battle really looks like. As a soldier and follower of Jesus, you have entered into a battle that requires from you the courage to die, to offer yourself to God as a sacrifice of love, in patience and meekness, in faith. Now we've not taken the time this morning to examine the actual temptations Jesus suffered in the wilderness, but they're essentially what St. John warns of in his epistle, saying that all that is worldly is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. This also, by the way, is the same temptation Adam suffered in the garden. It's all the same. And St. John clearly understood that our resistance to these worldly temptations is in fact a battle against the demonic. He says so in the very same passage. He says, I have written to you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. That's our call on this first Sunday of Lent. Be valiant in warfare, and contend ye with the old serpent, and ye shall reserve, receive an eternal kingdom. And we can be valiant as a battalion, as a regiment, all of us together on this fight, these next 40 days and these next 40 years. We can be valiant because we've been armed. We've been armed with the ashes of penitence just a few days ago. For those of you who have not showered in the last few days, I can still see a little of the smudge on your forehead. Our foreheads have been sealed with the mark of Christ. We have been branded as His own. And our victory is assured by His resurrection. And this call to battle was issued to us on Ash Wednesday. All of us. And we were marked. We were weaponized and armed. The conclusion of the imposition of ashes tells us in the following Halak, Grant to us, O Lord, to put on the armor of our Christian warfare with holy fastings, that we who are to fight against all spiritual wickedness may be defended by the power of abstinence through Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.